Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of the Quack Report. My name's Carter. I'm joined by Nate. How are you doing today, bud? I am full right now. I got on about two minutes before we started this stream. Uh, mowed down some chicken wings. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, just just vibing right now. Wishing yes. I was still eating a little some some more chicken wings though. That's been a craving that I have had. I kid you not for probably about a year or so now. That Damn, I have what's been not... holding your back? Oh no, it's I like I've been having chicken wings in that time. I just can't satisfy that craving. That's fair. Okay, <laughs> it's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I get that. What uh, what flavor did you have tonight? Uh, I did half barbecue and half salt and pepper. Just nice. simple, but simple, but but what really else? solid choices. Yeah. Yeah. So, so so a wet and a dry. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's the way to go too. Yeah. So nice. and yeah, the what? one the one was breaded and the other one was uh like was fried. So oh, yeah, kind of like did like the mix. Like I got like a full like a full mix there. So yeah. Did you like order them from somewhere? Were they like like you know like frozen ones? Did you raise the chickens oh, yourself and <laughs> do it do it all? <laughs> no, I'm not Ryan Getzlaff. Um, <laughs> I uh, yeah, or, we we ordered them from. Uh, uh, Brad Trilliving's dad's restaurant. Oh, Brad Trilliving's dad's restaurant, which is uh, Boston Pizza. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, the GM of the Calgary Flames, his dad, who's the the guy on uh, Shark Tank, um, that Trilliving or Dragons Den, one of those uh, shows. Yeah, he uh, owns the Boston Pizza franchise or like just owns Boston oh, Pizza. Okay. Oh, what's so. that guy's first name? I had no idea his last name was Trillin. Uh, so I never Jim, even put that together. Jim Trillin. Yes. Yes, that's who it is. Yeah. Huh. Very cool. I also see we got a oh, there you go. <laughs> you brought it up. Uh M M E R G saying hello guys. Hello. Welcome to the hello. chat. Cool. Um yeah. yeah. It was pretty damn good. So uh yeah so okay fun fact with BPs though because you would think you know, Boston, it's very Boston orientated. So Ginger Living is also Canadian. And in yeah. 2011, when the Vancouver Canucks and the Boston Bruins faced each other in the Stanley Cup final, uh, all of Boston pizza had a temporary rebrand to Vancouver pizza. <laughs> I, I actually didn't know that. Like I yeah. knew it was Canadian, but I didn't know that like, they did a, a temporary rebrand. Yeah. Thing, so. so yeah, you can go back and find it. Like it's, it, like the whole thing is literally just, Boston is crossed out, like with a sharpie. It looks like, and just hmm. Vancouver is written over top of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it's just for like the like the two or three weeks. But uh, yeah, just a fun, fun little fun little thing that they did. So yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah, how about you? How 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 you doing right now? Pretty good. I did not have chicken wings for dinner, but uh, just on the way in here, I went to fill up my water bottle and I grabbed a uh, a dill pickle pepperoni stick from uh, this local shop. Ooh, would Never. highly recommend. Yeah, dill, dill pickle pepperoni. That's something I've never thought about putting together, but damn, that would be good. I know, right? That's what I thought too. I was yeah. so so. There I was after work, Monday, I think, and I was in the grocery store, and I was like, "What the fuck are we gonna have for dinner?" So I just went to like <laughs> grab a few things. Um, that was aggressive. What the fuck are we gonna have for dinner? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so then I was just looking, and like they had like a little you know, deli meat cooler thing. And uh, I was, and I just saw these pepperoni sticks there. I was like, oh, I haven't had pepperoni sticks in the house yeah, in a yeah. while. And then I, I like picked them up to look at them 
because I could tell they were from a local shop because, you know, they weren't like, you know, fancy packaging and it said dill pickle. And I was like, that is the same same reaction as you. I was like, never had this, never thought about it before, but hell yeah, I'm going to try it. And yeah, would would definitely recommend it. It's a good combo. So I guess I'm coming over to your place after this and I'm getting a pepperoni stick. (laughs) If there's any left, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're just going to be like deep throating them as soon as we're off air. Yeah. (laughs) It's coming a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just don't even chew them. They're the perfect, like, uh, what is it, circumference (laughs) that you can just like slide them right down your throat. Yeah. Like sword swallower (laughs) style. (laughs) Just the the, uh, Phil Kessel hot dog way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or more relevant to the show, the Max Jones corn dog way. Yes, that too. Yeah. <laughs> or the Pierre, or I guess not directly to the Ducks, obviously, or not even related to the Ducks, but the, I, uh, I always think of uh, the Pierre Maguire and the corn dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's just uncomfortable, though. It's just a guy that looks like a dick eating something that's in the shape of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we have new listeners or fairly new to us at least listeners and they're just like probably going what the hell is this conversation yeah oh uh, and speaking of uh saying that nice jersey collection but throw out the window the king's jersey <laughs> thank you very much yeah this is just a tiny portion of my collection that uh you, you see behind me there's a lot more in this closet there's even more in storage boxes and that kind of thing so i gotta be I, I haven't done a uh, an inventory check, I guess, in a while. I gotta be close to hundred at this point, I think. Yeah, I'd you be said so- if your house burns down, then you know you got a record of all the jerseys, so you can get that sweet, sweet insurance yeah. money. Yeah, I do have a file with like two images so far of uh, like a couple, like just two of my jerseys that I have. Um, and I was like, I, I should like that'll be a thing. Like once school's done for me, is uh, taking. Uh, pictures of all my jerseys and just like having a yeah. collection of them kind of thing so mm-hmm. but yeah we also got uh sean in the chat here saying hey hey how's it going how's it going sean welcome welcome good to see you in here oh but um yeah and uh don't get don't get sick of the jersey talk because there was some jersey news this week you bet your ass we're going to oh, yes. be, well, I, I might be more. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, Carter, whatever questions you have, I can do my best to answer them because, you know, I've been avoiding yeah. homework and looking oh, yes, at this I know. as much yeah. as possible. So, uh, but yeah, we will definitely be talking some jerseys in a little bit here. So, but yeah. first, we got a couple games to talk about. We got two games on this episode, which hasn't mm-hmm. happened for a little while. Yeah, it's always so. kind of just been one. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess let's uh, get right into it. Let's head let's all do it. the way back to... Was that Sunday night? Sunday, yeah. Sunday, yeah. So game number 70 on the season for the Anaheim Ducks is a 2-1 loss to the Vancouver Canucks. Um, Yeah, I mean, in in terms of the Bedard sweepstakes for Anaheim, that's exactly what you want. Um, If you're a Canucks fan, you're just like livid right now. You're like, why couldn't we be doing this earlier in the season like they're like eight and two in their last 10 or something i heard today <laughs> yeah front office is gonna go well it's because of bruce Boudreaux, and everybody else is gonna go no it's just that you got thatcher demko back and playing good yeah that's the difference there <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and maybe you got rid of 
Bo Horvat because I mean they've kind of just been on a tear since then. Like not saying anything bad against Bo Horvat, but like I don't, yeah, I don't think he was the issue. From no. from what I understand, uh, JT Miller's done a little bit better defensively. Which when the bar is you know close to the center of the earth, uh, it's it's hard to or it's 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 pretty easy to go above that bar. So um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like not saying it's just on one guy in particular, but you know, if you have everybody playing a bit of a team defense game and uh you know, you have like your main guy in net. Like it's not supposed to be anything against, you know, Spencer Martin, Colin Delia, any of those uh those goaltenders who have been in net for the Vancouver Canucks, but we all know who the guy is in Vancouver, right? The mm-hmm. same way we all know who the guy is in Anaheim. Yeah, in Vancouver but it's that Demko. But Demko was the guy to start the season too, and he was not. It was the not guy. looking good. No, yeah, so. and then he got injured, and that was kind of the best thing for his season, honestly, because then he came back and has just been nuts ever since. Yeah, like I looked at it, and I'm like, could pick him back up in fantasy, but I had him at the start of fantasy, and I don't want to go down that hole again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just in case, maybe it's my fault. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Me, me Pick him up and see what on, happens. Yeah. yeah, me having him on both of my fantasy teams. Maybe that's what did him in. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, hockey <laughs> gods work in mysterious ways, so exactly. you never know. Yeah. Also, sorry, going back and straying from this game for a sec. I, I meant to say this off to the top, and then we got started talking about meat and all the various ways you can consume it. Uh, this is uh, actually episode fifty of the season, which also means episode two fifty of the show. So, like, kind of a soft milestone episode. Yeah. In a way. We're, so, like, quarter of the way to one thousand episodes. Which is wild to think about that way. Yeah. Halfway to five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And <laughs> halfway to 300 based on when we had episode 200. Yeah. Halfway to think, another 100. That's a better yeah. way to say that. And, and I think there was there was definitely less time between episode 100 and 200 because that those first 100 episodes were middle of the pandemic and stuff like that, right? Yeah, so we were doing like or there was one, like a huge two a week, one, one a week or one every two weeks for like a, a good chunk of Yeah, so time we would there, probably so. be at like 300 right now if it wasn't for uh, that, that little thing called the pandemic, but... <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, pretty close anyways. So Yeah, yep. so... Yeah, um, anyways though, just wanted to throw that out there for those that are keeping track, which is, there's probably two people that are keeping track and they're both on this stream right now. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but n- neat little thing that's uh, happening this Wednesday night, Thursday, if you're listening to this uh, on replay. But yeah, yeah, anyways, back to the Canucks game. Um, yeah, I mean, Demko was good enough, I guess, for the Canucks based off the volume and quality of shots that he had to face. Gibby was outstanding as he yeah, doing, needed to be. Yeah, doing all he could in that game. So, which was quite a bit. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like Ducks did not get a ton of shots at all. No, they didn't. Uh, yeah, what was the, the final shots in that game? Of course, everything's refreshing on me. Love it. Yeah, uh, yeah shots were 40 to 18 in favor of the Canucks. Oh, Christ. Game. Yeah. I feel like halfway through, we had like 12. So like, what the hell happened? It was just rough the entire time. Uh, yeah, the uh, if, you're, if we're dividing this by uh periods 
uh, 17 to four was the first period alone. <laughs> yeah, not surprising. Uh, 17 to eight was the second period. Mm-hmm. And then the third period was 6-6. Six, six. So like both teams were just like, ah, eh, fuck it. <laughs> I think both teams really just locked it down defensively as much as they could. Hmm. If you would have told me that that's what would have happened before this game started was they just locked it down defensively in the third, I would not have believed you. But yeah. given given <laughs> the shots, then yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I mean... Gibby, 950 save percentage, uh, made 38 stops on those 40 shot, uh, forty shots he faced. Um, you have here he faced eight high-danger shots and stopped all eight of them. And the and one of the goals against was a uh, low-danger shot, which he faced 20 of. Yeah, so just uh, to kind of show as well that, you know, Vancouver's offense, I, like, I don't think it was necessarily a defensive game as it was just both offenses weren't really going in this one um the Canucks and the Ducks both just taking a lot of low danger chances just a lot of stuff from the outside um yeah, yeah. not every a shot lot. on net is like you take Bedard and <laughs> just like a little yeah, exactly. <laughs> shot pass on net <laughs> yeah no 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 it's, it's it's okay you take it we want Bedard we want Bedard to play yeah. with Zegris and uh, and McTavish and then Vancouver goes no 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 it's okay you guys you you guys take it we want Bedard we want the, the hometown kid and that kind of yeah. thing <laughs> <laughs> and San Jose's just down the road going can we have him and both teams are going no fuck you <laughs> yeah <laughs> We'll do our damnedest to make sure you don't get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Chicago uh, and Arizona too. <laughs> yeah, Pre- pretty low event game, honestly. Uh, I guess both yeah. the Canucks goals were technically on the power play too. Like one was actually on the power play, the other was on a like delayed right penalty. Af- yeah. Oh yeah, so. right, delayed. Yeah, not right after. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, five on five, you, we might have given up a lot of chances, but no goals. Like. I guess you can look at that as a positive spin there, yeah. but a lot of penalties in this game, though. Uh, the Canucks got four mm-hmm. chances, meaning the Ducks got four penalties. Which guys the fuck? Uh, and yeah, the Ducks getting three as well. But yeah, out of seven opportunities, uh, total only one capitalized on it. So yeah, uh, just um, taking a look here. Just one penalty by Zegris. It was a slashing too, so not like a. One of the, those boneheaded ones that we were talking about. Um, yeah, the uh, the interesting penalty head of all of those um, that you really don't see often was uh, to Kratzoff for uh, Vancouver playing without a helmet. Uh, yeah. That's a rule that came in just a couple of years ago, just for those who you know haven't seen it happen. Um, the only way you can continue to play without a helmet is if there is like an immediate scoring chance. I think is the classification of it. Yeah, you can like finish the play. So like if you get yeah. knocked off and like like you have the puck, you get hit and your helmet falls off and you're like on your knees and the puck is right there, you can like kind of shovel it, but like yeah. you kind of have or, to like make like just make one more play slash finish the play. Like you can't yeah. continue skating with it. Yeah, so. and if your helmet does come off, like you can try to put it up back on really quickly, but otherwise yeah. you have to skate off the ice. So at that point you're deemed an ineligible player and have to 
remove yourself from the situation. So yeah, so it's it's a pretty lenient rule, all things considered, which is why you don't really see it too yeah. often. And like as soon as someone's helmet gets knocked off, you can hear on like the the rink mics the ref yelling, "Put it back on, put it back," or like yeah, or, 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 or something to that effect. Or, yeah, yeah. So. Or, or just like yelling helmet at them so that they know like, hey, I'm, I see you. Like, I'm, I'm kind of counting down. Like, I'm only going to say yeah. it a few more times before you get a penalty. So and there was, like a, was really pushing it here. Well, there was like a confused look on his face. I don't think he knew the rule, to be honest with you. I, I mean, yeah. It's, like, it's it looked like the ref was forget, even like so. explaining to him on his way to the bench. Like, he didn't really have too much of a, uh, like a, a fight back, it looked like. Uh, against the call, he was more just like, "What are you calling me for?" And that's like, "Well, this, this, and Chris was just, oh, oh, okay." That's where he just starts speaking <laughs> Russian and just throws the odd like, "No, no English, no English," and then just like keep going with Russian. <laughs> I, I don't think that would really fly when you play uh, play in uh, America. So like, you kind of have to know. You can pull that for the first couple English, of years, but, I think. Yeah, I think so, but. But. He's he's been around long enough. You you probably can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like no English, no English. It's like you literally just asked me about my kids. Like I know you speak <laughs> English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, yeah. I just heard you call Trevor Zegras a fucking bitch. Like I know that you know English. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he says in Russian, but translating it to English, all I know are cuss words <laughs> in English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's a good argument. So. That's all you need on the. That's all you need on the rink, really. Yeah, so yeah, and uh, and pass and shoot. Yeah, that's uh, where the, you, you can you can do pretty well otherwise. I that's where the ref just says "fucking bucket." <laughs> <laughs> oh uh. man. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, obviously not a very exciting game if we can spend most of the time talking about the uh, the Kravstov penalty and yeah, exactly. how he doesn't speak English, but he actually does. So <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Ryan Strom got the lone goal for the Ducks in this game, uh, assist by Troy Terry. Uh, that was back to back games uh, with goals for uh, for Strom in that one, which was great mm. to see. And uh, at the time, that extended Troy Terry's point streak to four games. But after the game against the uh, Flames, that Point streak came to an end. Um, that game also, the Ducks only scored one goal. I guess, yeah. I mean, I get, we were asking for consistency, I guess, at some point that's, this that's season. This isn't quite what I thought, but I'll take it with yeah. guard stuff up for grabs. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, just before we get totally into the Calgary game, I saw... Yeah. Uh, Emmy Odge had another her had a quick question. By any chance, do you guys know if Jamie Drysdale might play some games before the regular season ends? I thought he was confirmed to be out for the season, or did I just kind of make that up? I think it was more just that's what we were thinking the whole time or leaning more towards like if we were to be the ones deciding kind of thing or in yeah. Jamie's shoes. Um, yeah, I thought there was something a I week think, ago, though. That, oh, no, yeah. maybe it was like a week ago like, that he was still out and not expected to yeah, skate he was, anytime soon. So, he was out and still like in that. rehab, but I think Verbeek had said that there's a chance that he might be able to come play a couple games at the end of the season, but um, it's all up for evaluation. Like It's still unclear if there's even going to be that chance at yeah. the moment. So I'm I'm thinking and I would honestly kind of hope just for uh his sake honestly just to, you know, take the rest of the summer kind of thing. Like I'm sure he yeah. wants to play, don't get me wrong. 
Yeah. And the Ducks would love to have him back, but but I mean, like, what's like he's not going to do anything to like you know help the team like if he if he shows up like we're not playing for a playoff spot like that is long gone at this point. Drysdale sitting out is for the betterment of the team because then yeah. we have a better chance at losing the game. Yeah, exactly. unless he's unless he's only at like fifty percent and like can you can barely even skate like he literally just like shows up hasn't skated or like been on the ice since his injury and just shows up and gets fucking torched for five goals in his last few games like th- yeah. then maybe that would be helpful but like yeah no he's th- there's really no <laughs> we're point doing in that back. well on our own right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> as we head to the Flames game where the Flames torched the Docks and no pun intended five one. <laughs> Hey, you said both, it, not me. Both, I was just clarifying yeah, no, that there was no yeah. pun. <laughs> that, that was both for the bad pun and for the fact that the Flames won, which was horrendous in and of itself. No, no, no. That's but. a good thing. That's hand claps. Connor Bedard. Get, get your own keyboard and you can hand clap. See, it just sounds sad and pathetic when it's only one person. I think. I... <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just bitter. It was it was a tough night last night. <laughs> I'm gonna sit through that. But I, at least it was in the Honda Center, though, so I didn't have to hear the flame stupid horn. Because God, that just triggers me. We've talked about it before. Like it's not even bad, but it's just like, oh my God, can we get out of here with that? It's a distinct sound associated who, who, with who, a lot of trauma. Yeah, it's fair. Who did I? Who was I saying was the like the worst goal horn? I said Winnipeg was one of them. Yeah, Washington's is pretty bad. Yeah, that was the other one I had said, right. Yeah. That, like, that was just like super obnoxious. Yeah, Boston's is pretty obnoxious too, but it's like kind of iconic at the same time. Like it's See, like got, you know got, it when you hear it. I got it. used to Boston's because that was our goal horn for uh, uh, when I played uh, junior lacrosse. So okay, fair. I, got, yeah. I got used to that one. Yeah. I also got used to the LA Kings uh, goal horn in particular. Um from uh, just, I think it was, is that NHL 21 or 22, I think? Uh, that's where I'd been drafted, like playing Be a Pro. Oh, okay. And I just lit it up with the Kings. So I was so used to hearing Sorry. that goal horn at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it's blasphemous, man. That's where you just got to start <laughs> fresh. Yeah, that's fair. Just exit without saving and just, just get redrafted. Yeah. I think I tried to not get picked in the top three. And it didn't happen. Because hmm. I think that, that was the year that it like made it that you would get picked. Oh, okay. No matter what kind of thing. So, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, again, um, another game that the Ducks very much deserved to lose based on the effort that they put out there on the ice. Yeah. How this game resulted on the scoreboard is how the game a couple Fridays ago should have looked. It's how we expected that one to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. The, the money puck deserved to win a meter, uh, clocking the flames at 78.9% in favor to win this game. Um, yeah. Frank Vitrano getting the lone, uh, goal in this one, uh, gives him two goals and three points in the last five games. So he's, you know, he's still, producing all right. fairly yeah. well. So I know we talked about him uh, on uh, our guest appearance on Game Over Calgary on the uh, on the SDP end there with Audie James. So which, yeah, is a which good was a time. fun time. Yep. Go check it time. out if you uh, if you missed the live stream. It's 
wherever you're listening to this podcast, it, it's out there. Yeah, as well, same so. spot. So um, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into that just to pull some. I don't. I don't know. It depends on how you look at the season. I guess. Are you wanting the team to not do as great for Bedard, or are you wanting to, uh, you know, see improvements all around? I guess. Um, at, which at this point, can, it's too late to improve. At this you, point, you can have both, but mm-hmm. it's are you are you going to look at it from a negative perspective, or are you going to go? This is helping us to to better our odds. Um, that was the uh, Ducks' first power play goal since the game last Wednesday against the New York Islanders. So two games in between, which doesn't seem like a whole lot. No. Uh, Six power play chances in between, which compared to to some of the droughts that we've had this season, that's not too much actually, but it's it's enough, I guess you could say. Uh, Especially considering what our first unit looks like. The second unit is is not it. Um, The first unit you would expect to be producing a little bit more uh, this season overall. And uh, that leads into the power play being currently uh, 31st in the league at 16.2%. Uh, but I wanted to dive a little bit deeper. I wanted to see uh, what that was. It's like how many power play chances we've had this season. Okay. Uh, so we've had uh, 198 chances. Okay, so almost 200. Yeah. And we have converted on 32 of them. And we're in game 71. So that's yep. less than a power play goal every two games. Yep. <laughs> and and so how many power plays is that per game then? So this is after the Calgary game? Yeah, that's after the Calgary game. So 198 divided by 71. 2.78. So that's like, that's so pretty reasonable, three, I think. Three power plays a game, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we could really go deep and compare it to the rest of the league. But I mean, I think we don't really need to, like that's pretty much what you think. So yeah, no, that's not, that's not great. Like ideally your power play should be scoring like once a game if you're getting. Yeah. Or like once, no, sorry. It should be scoring at least once in two out of every three games. Cause that would be about a four for four for nine. No, that's too much. No, sorry. Two for nine, which is like 22-ish percent. That's like... Something like that. Fairly average. Like tw- like 25 is kind of average, so... Yeah. And uh, to make the power play goals look a slight bit better, but then not at the same time, uh, power play goals uh, are 17.6% of the total goals for the season. The Anaheim Ducks have scored 181 total goals this season. Which I think is about two, almost two five, oh, okay. like two point five per game average. Okay, game, yeah, so. yeah. No, that makes sense. I was like, one hundred and eighty-one. Like that seems low, but yeah, when you put it at two point five, like that's yeah, that's a that's probably a. I mean, like, but in today's NHL, how many games I are you going to yeah. win with only scoring two goals? Right. Yeah. See, I was just thinking in a three-two league, as like, we just that's, talked that's about a five hundred record. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. But um, not that there was a lack of try in this game against Calgary, though. Uh, uh, yeah. The Ducks got six high danger uh, shot, like shots, uh, shot attempts. Uh, is, the, is the bar that low? <laughs> that, that six is you know, what we're striving for? It was decent, at least. But um, 
the shot attempts, I guess, is more what uh, what what I'm thinking about here. And uh, I'll I'll pull up the heat map here that I grabbed from Natural Stat Trick, and uh, just something looks different. It's it's not that's not normally what we see. We don't normally see that big okay. red patch. Uh, that's the Flames logo, Nate. Yeah, no, I'm I'm I'm, here. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm the kidding. red patch. <laughs> uh, we don't normally see no this type of layout for the Ducks, right? Like we actually managed to get in. Calgary's defense in the in the slot there a little bit on uh, Denvladar's right side, and we got some good chances there. It looks like so. Yeah, and, and not and just of, that too, but like yeah. we had shots from a little bit of everywhere as well. Like, yeah, there's a lot from the point, but there's also a good amount from the high slot, from the faceoff dot. Like, it, it's good. We we got chances kind of from everywhere, which it, it's been a while, if ever, <laughs> if we've ever yeah. seen that, uh, which I don't know we have. If we have, but yeah, it's been a while since we've seen like that good of a distribution, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And a, and a concentration where we want it to be, not a concentration yeah. from like the blue line in the in the corner of it or something like that, right? So yeah, of just like throwing pucks on net. Um, we talked about it last night on Game Over. Gibby just didn't have any help from the offense or the defense necessarily. Otherwise, uh, putting putting up yeah. an eight eighty four save percentage. Uh, Gibson had 15 high danger shots against, uh, and two of those goals uh, were high danger goals as well. There, so um, mm. yeah, it just didn't look great. But uh, not necessarily on Gibson for this game, I would say. No, um, he did everything he was yeah, expected he, to and more. Yeah. I think he looked good, but I mean, when you have Nick Ritchie being given an opportunity in the first 37 seconds. Of and of course, <laughs> Nick Ritchie too, right? Yeah, and uh, what, what and did we great... decide it was called on on Game Over? The not not the famous former former friends. Is that what it is? That oh, someone the... that Audie knew called it. Um, yeah, it was Steve Dangles. Uh, ah, yeah, former friends or something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So, but um, yeah. No, for, former Ducks scoring against the Ducks. That's how it goes. So. Yeah. See, I was looking at it more as Nick Ritchie and Troy Stetcher scoring against as both former Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. Just, there is a rivalry there. It's a really yeah. odd rivalry, but I'm here for it. <laughs> it, it. It's odd now, but in a few years, it's not going to be. It's going to be the norm. Yeah, when hopefully both these teams are, you know, tops of their division meeting in the playoffs or something like that should hopefully be good times yeah fuck fuck the battle of alberta for the pacific division in like four years <laughs> well i mean fuck it now because calgary can't do anything right but in a few years Excellent. it's going to be the battle of <laughs> i don't even know the the battle of the places with lots of sand because anaheim has beaches and arizona is literally in a desert or arizona is yeah. literally a desert Western Conference Final. Okay, sure. It's yeah. got less of a ring than the the Battle of the <laughs> Desert or the Battle of the Sand, but oh, uh, the Battle of Gary Bettman supremacy. There you go. I like that one. I don't know. That's good. <laughs> yeah, Gary's done everything he can to keep Arizona there. Yeah, like and, where they are, and. Yeah. Anaheim I don't want to say to some early... extent Arizona, or I don't want to say to some extent Anaheim, but like, you know, bringing them to Anaheim in the first place, I guess, was like a yeah. bold move. Yeah. But I guess at the same time, you know, when you got 
Disney being like, yo, we want to buy a team and we can put it right here. With yeah, I mean, who's going to say no? at the time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. The, the battle of Gary Bettman's two favorite kids. Yeah. Or would the Panthers be the other favorite kid, not the Ducks? They're the third favorite. It's definitely not the Jets because he let the Thrashers just go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, fuck Atlanta. <laughs> Even though there are rumors that uh, they're going to be put their potent, they're in the they're in the rumor meal for expansion. That's the only way Arizona goes anywhere is if it's to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and yeah, they're they're not moving anybody. There's there's more money in there's more money in new teams coming in than there yeah. is to relocate teams, right? Yeah. So is is either you're bringing in new teams or you're just selling the current ones to other people. Yeah. It's like so, the, Ottawa, unless, the Ottawa Senators are looking yeah. to go for about nine hundred million dollars right now. Yeah. So I mean, if a, a new owner comes in and says, "I want to buy Arizona," but I don't. Or I guess I want to buy the Coyotes, but I want to move them out of Arizona. I want to buy. I guess the there would be a lot more money. Arizona. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to buy all of Arizona and just move it to Atlanta. Just the whole <laughs> thing. It's like that that SpongeBob episode where they have the yeah. giant worm problem. <laughs> Why don't we just take Bikini Bottom and push it somewhere else? <laughs> I'm gonna watch that as soon as we're done. I hope there you I go. Hope that you know that. There you go. I figured as much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, How do we even get here? Not a fucking clue, man. I have no idea. Welcome to the Clock Report if this is your first oh, episode. <laughs> yes, it's because we were talking about the uh, rivalry with the Arizona Coyotes. Right. Because right. Sketcher and uh, what's-his-nuts, Richie. Richie, former yeah. Former Coyotes. What's-his-nuts is, is more accurate, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 that's a former Ducks legend there. Have some, put some respect on that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh. uh, someone who's not a former Duck is uh, the newcomer, actually, Nikita Nesterenko, uh, making his NHL debut uh, against the Flames the other night and just starting off hot. Welcome to Anaheim, buddy. Here's a minus one. It's, it's basically like a handicap for playing in Anaheim. It's like, here's a minus. Yeah. <laughs> in the first 37 seconds of the game, it's like, hey, yeah. you're on for your first NHL shift. This is awesome. You're playing a Canadian team as well. It's a big thing. And you've gotten scored on. <laughs> I went back and watched that play, and you can tell that he went from a team that has a system to a team that definitely does fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> like he is <laughs> trying his damnedest where everyone else is, I kid you not, like just standing there. And yeah. he's the guy that's moving around. So, and it yeah. wasn't necessarily like to, because like sometimes you do have a guy that's moving around and that fucks it up. It, it was not to his. His movement was not to the team's detriment. Yeah. And, and also, in fairness, he's he's coming in like, oh, man, I'm, I'm just excited to play in the NHL. And yeah. the other four guys on the ice at the time are like, yeah, but you're not going to be fucking excited to play for the Anaheim Ducks <laughs> this year. We are over it, let me tell you that. Uh, yeah, ne- yeah, yeah. Nesterenko's <laughs> like, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. And the rest yeah. of the Ducks are going like, okay, what, how many more days until I get to go on my vacation? Yeah, I bet after that period, Nestor Anko pulled out his phone in the dressing room, pulled up his contract, and was like, where's the termination clause of this? How do I get the fuck out of here? <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. You're going to get picked up by Arizona, and you're going to go right back to playing in university, Ricks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he seems to thrive there. 
What, what was uh, it? Thirty-four points, thirty-six games, or something. So yeah, um, but so. you, you know, besides the early goal against um, that he was on the ice for, that it wasn't his fault. He looked really, really solid. I thought he had yeah. tons of good shots, especially in the third period. Um, yeah, he finished with what was it four shots on goal um, and four yeah. high danger CFs chances, chances, chances for yeah. okay. So yeah, so basically all of his shots were high danger chances there, which is great to see as well, yeah. right? Uh, from and, a young and, guy, yeah. And so. that's what I noticed too. Like they were all like, you know, he was picking up the puck right in front of the net or um, just cutting into a, a good area to take a shot. And yeah, no, he was, he was really moving. And I, I was really hoping for him to get a goal or at least in a, a like at least a point. I, I know you yeah. did put out a poll, um, which I think I said Nestoranko gets a point in his debut. Unfortunately, he didn't, but um, he was playing like he could have. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, and uh, yeah, his, so his line with uh, Lundstrom and Silverberg there, uh, which has been in the third line for that game. They actually played the most five on five. Um, okay. Where there was eight penalties in this game, to be yeah. fair. Um, so, you know, when you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, he he must have played a lot then. Uh, or that line must have played a lot. No, they played 831 total together. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, and, uh, and honestly, too, like late in the game with, well, we'll get to it in a bit, but with Troy Terry, um, going out injured and yeah. us being down a forward, the lines kind of went into a blender anyways, but Nestoranko did get a lot of time playing with a lot of different people at that point, just kind of seeing, mm-hmm. okay, well, A, because he was going and he was taking good shots and um, his his feet were moving a lot more than other guys, but um, I, I think also just to kind of figure out, like, okay, who does this guy kind of have that natural chemistry with, Who whose play styles complements his and vice versa? Um so, you know, he, he did get a lot more than that 831 at 5-on-5 five five finished with 1306 time on ice. And I I don't know if, I, I'm assuming you have natural stat trick up. I don't know if any of that was power play or um, penalty kill time. I don't think it was. Uh, yeah, n- none of it was uh, was special teams. Yeah, so that's a lot of 5-on-5 uh, five five then. In terms of forwards, actually, where does that sit for 5-on-5 five five time? Uh, in terms of forwards, I uh, got it right here. Where... There we go. In terms of forwards, that is one, two, six, seven, uh, tenth. Tenth at five on five? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, so that's okay. That's a lot lower than. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, out of 12 forwards, and Terry yeah, didn't Brock, play most of the third. So. <laughs> yeah. Brock McGinn played the least at 11.56. Max Jones, 12.49. And then uh, Nestoranko there at 13.06. Okay. The highest for a forward was Zegris at 18.17. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Sorry. That's all situations here. Let's take a look Okay. Yeah. Five. I was like, that seems weird. My for bad. My five bad. on five. Yeah. Um, Five on five, that puts... Oh, okay, here we go. One uh, second. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I didn't okay. have to count very far. I was uh, like, yeah, there's only... no fucking way he yeah. was 10th at five on five. <laughs> Either that or he was like the most noticeable guy. Like did yeah. everything he possibly could on every shift. Yeah, yeah. I fucked oh, that one up. Uh, yeah, Zegris was the only guy to play uh, okay. more time five on five at 1503 yeah. there. I, again, makes sense. So, um, yeah. But yeah, that's why I was like, are you sure? Like five on five? He was 10th. I was like, are you like five on five? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm glad that you clarified. I'm glad that you clarified. <laughs> or I'm glad that you figured out that you were wrong. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. In, in my defense, today has been a wild day. Oh, yeah. I've not no, had no like, I, I maybe had like an hour break between things. 
at most. Yeah, no, that's so. fair. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, when you're being coached by a Dallas Eakins team, or not not by a Dallas Eakins team, when you're on a team that is being coached by Dallas Eakins, and eleven you're more playing, games, everybody, eleven more games, just yeah, <laughs> and and you're playing in your very first NHL game, and you get the second most five on five minutes. You, you got to be doing something right. Trevor Zegers and Mason McTavish are looking down the bench and they're going, you didn't fucking do this with us. Yeah. We were first round picks. This guy's from the sixth. <laughs> <laughs> they're like looking at Nestranko. They're like, what, what's your deal? You, you got yeah. money. <laughs> you, you've got like a hot like mom who's single. Like what? what's it? What is it? I don't get it. <laughs> I know Eakins has a family and is happily, presumably happily married. Um, so probably not that, but never know. Never know. <laughs> I thought you were about to say presumably happily married, so probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but, da- yeah. Eakins is never coming on this show, ever. Like, it's... Uh, well, we might be able to get him when we're... If, when he's not on the team. We're not... No, no, I mean, based off some of the things we, we say about him, there's no way he would ever want to. He'd be like, oh, oh it's all I'll check joke. these guys out. And... It's all in joke. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's all in joke. It is. <laughs> the the on-ice stuff, maybe maybe not so much, but, like, everything else, it's all in yeah. joke. It's yeah. all in fun. I, I'm glad that the people in the chat enjoyed my podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm Yaji. I'm laughing. Um, we, all, we all laugh at the pain. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But it's not uh, as painful because again, we're getting closer to Connor Bedard. Just that that much closer. Just a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh you had just some overall thoughts here as well. Um if you wanna I guess you already talked about Terry, but feel free to hit these ones too. I think we, yeah, the yeah. other one was the Connor Bedard cause. Oh. So I had Oh, both. there we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, and I guess uh there's something I guess that we were talking about on Sunday. Um that happened later that oh, night yes. because we recorded before uh the game against vancouver uh sunday's game versus the canucks did see the ducks officially eliminated from playoff contention yeah no chance at the playoffs not that we thought that there was anyway no uh <laughs> which one do i want to do here uh how about this one that's Trevor Zegris right there. So I'm like, no playoffs again. Okay, okay, okay. All right, cool, 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 It's more like John Gibson, but yeah. Gibson's just like, thanks, fuck, I can sit down for a second. Yeah, I'll just, be, I'll just put up a performance that's worthy of like a top 10 goaltender in the league because I'm that fucking elite. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> no playoffs. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, let's... Uh, I think that was a good time to take a quick break. We have two pieces of news. One of them is going to be very quick because we've already kind of talked about it. The other one is going to be very not quick, which is why we're taking a break now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it, it'll be as quick as Carter determines it. Yes. If it's me determining it, it's going to be... We're, we're going to be here till... <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to be here till, you know, probably midnight local time, which is yeah. three hours and 15 minutes from now. So... Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> hence, hence the break. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll be, be back in just a minute to talk about 
you guessed it, jerseys. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook every day to see what they have in store. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pre-game Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay. First piece of news, injury update. Troy Terry considered day-to-day sandwiched between Nick Ritchie and Nikita Zadorov. In the third period, his helmet made contact with Zadorov after he was kind of sort of hit from behind by Ritchie, but not really because he kind of turned his back on him. Concussion protocol didn't return to the game. Probably going to be an update Thursday. Okay, moving on. Nothing else to say about that because I know that Nate just wants to get to this one. New Jersey deal announced for uh, the NHL. Sorry, I guess do we want to maybe talk about some news that just came out a little bit ago that I'm just seeing now. Uh, sure, the yeah. Blackhawks are not wearing their pride jerseys tonight. But they were going to be. Not uh, not surprising. Yeah. <laughs> citing security reasons. Specifically oh. for their Russian players. Who do they have that's Russian? Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks have oh, let me take a look I mean I guess it probably would have had it in that article um, ah, that's too easy though uh, okay never mind uh, let's take a look here roster okay. <laughs> they have Okay, that's all Canadians, Canadians. Uh, they got Nikita Zaitsev. Okay. Actually, so, it, so it says, this is a different article. This is chi- the Chicago Sun-Times from a few hours ago. Um, it says they have three. Nikita Zaitsev, Nikita Zaitsev, uh, Philip Kurashev, and... Kazakh goaltender Anton Hudobin, who's uh, who has family in Russia. So sorry, Hudobin, Zaitsev, and who was the other one? Uh, Kurashev. He's Swiss, but presumably also would have family in Russia if they're bringing him up. Munsingen. Uh, I don't even remember how to spell that. M U N S I N. Sorry, yeah. what do you look? Uh, is from Germany. Oh, well, this article Her- says Swiss, so 
I don't know. <laughs> just just reading yeah, now, the oh, I'm, No, I'm confused. Well, yeah, because it actually says C-H-E. What is C-H-E for a country? Check. I, I, I've usually oh, seen C Z E. C Z E Z Z or C Z E for American yeah. listeners. What's um what's the other one? Oh, that, is, that is Swiss. Okay, never mind. C Z E is Swiss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's one Russian player though, technically. And I guess one with family. No, 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 no. Kurishev and Hudobin have family in Russia, and then Zaitsev is Russian. Oh, he is Russian. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that kind of so that makes sense then. Like it's safety, not like for them, but for their families, since Russia is very anti-gay. Um, yeah, I, I I get the idea of it. Yeah, okay. I'm looking at the ESPN article right now from uh, the Associated Press. Um, yeah, Russian President Vladimir Putin signed a law in December that significantly expands restrictions on activities seen as promoting LGBTQIA plus rights in the country. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Zaitsev is a Moscow native and there are other players with family in Russia or other connections to the country. Um, it is kind of interesting though, because, you know, the article does bring up right, uh, right away and I was going to as well. Um, you know, just that there were two Russians in uh, Nikolai Knoll's. Oh my, I don't even know how to say that. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so there's Alexander Barabanov and another Russian for the Sharks just on Saturday who went ahead and wore them. Do they have family in Russia, though? Like they might, like their family would, would might all be here. I would imagine so. so. I don't know, just this. I understand the idea of, you know, making sure that everybody's safe, but at the same time, this one, like this one, I'm conflicted with because it's a safety thing. But at the same time, it's like, I guess Putin probably doesn't care. I'm not trying to get like into into the like straight up politics with this, but it doesn't matter, I guess, if it's in if it's on Russian soil or not. Yeah. Putin will do something. Yeah, like you never really know. Yeah, Chicago is going to continue him, with so. the rest of the uh, rest of the stuff that they were going to do revolving the night. Yeah, and I think it's just not the jerseys, but that, that's my thing though. Is is it's like, why is it just? It seems to be just the jerseys that are the issue. Even going back to James Reimer last week, like he talked yeah. about, you know, like the like the tape was fine because it wasn't as visible, but the jerseys where he draws the line. Like, yeah, this is, I, I think it probably comes from the old, like, well, it's, it's not even really old because like to some, some extent, like we have this mentality as well, but like, um, that, and, and just, <laughs> this is going to sound really bad at first, but then let me explain. But like yep. the Jersey is sacred for hockey. Like ads on jerseys were like huge. Like, and like people, oh, there's still a lot of people that are like, no fucking way am I buying a jersey with an ad on it. So like, and, and for me, I have no problem with pride jerseys. Same with you. So to me, yeah. like that's not like something that is gonna like a like a foul or like, oh my god, I can't believe you put rainbows on my tough manly hockey sweater. Like, oh my yeah. god, how dare you? Like, we're we're not that way. But to the people that are not necessarily, you know. We'll, we'll say pro rainbow <laughs> um, or, or supportive of the 
LGBTQ plus community, that would be like a big no-no for them. Like I can see how that would be like, oh my God, there's, it's like putting ads on my jersey, like ads on jerseys, rainbows on jerseys. Like I can see how they are making that the same. Whereas like, oh yeah, I can use rainbow stick tape. Sure. Why not? Like I, yeah, that, I, that's, that's like the only thing I could really see, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm totally speculating here because yeah, it no, I, really I, makes yeah, sense to it. me. So yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, uh, like obviously you want people to be safe, but at the same time, There's there's obviously going to be negative feedback overall to this as well because it is another team yeah. saying no, like we were going to do these, but we're not going to now. Yeah. Right. And why was this a decision that got made suddenly to like the the questionable part to me is that this is a decision that was made today, like a, a couple like it looks like like an hour or two before puck drop. Right? Yeah. Is, I mean, is, it's, it's, it's probably it's, so that there's less like PR around it. Like if you say it last week, then people have a whole week to be pissy about it. Whereas if you say you come out and say it, oh, four but four it, hours <sighs> before the game, yeah, then okay, now we're not wearing um, these, and then people are upset, and then the game happens, and then it, it there's nothing you can do about it, like starting tomorrow. I, so then people can't not like move on, but f- from a PR standpoint, yeah. I, I can see it as well. Again, I'm I'm still not trying to like justify these things. I'm just like yeah trying to come it's, at them from but my thing with that angles, though but. is that if it's you know it's it's a law that was signed in December that became in it became a thing in December right that's 4 months ago at this point so you're saying like why didn't they decide 4 months ago or just a lot like a, a like quite a bit like quite a while ago right like to me the hour 2 hours before puck drop feels like not not discrediting the you know the the possible threat to people's families or anything like that but it also it, it kind of feels a little bit like the scapegoat yeah i mean it's it's, it's entirely possible where like that's like the excuse in a way yeah. um but i mean at at the same time like we don't know what could have happened in the last 24 hours like i don't know some what like Kurashev could have got, or or what was the guy? Uh, Zaitsev is the guy who actually is from Russia. Like, or um, or it, like any of the three. I don't know. I guess I don't think Hudobin is actually playing for the Blackhawks. But yeah, we'll, we'll say Kurashev because that's who I started with. Maybe Kurashev got like I don't know a, an email from like a random thing, like a random address in Russian that said like, "Don't wear a pride jersey, or I'll kill your whole family." And he was like. Fuck this! I'm out. I'm not wearing it because I don't want my family to, you know, get their fingernails ripped off and then their heads blown off, and then I get sent the video on a USB drive or whatever. Like that's yeah. <laughs> so like I, I don't know. I, again, I don't, I'm just like kind of speculating, but um, you, you're right. The other angle could be that it's just an excuse, like a lazy excuse to not the, the, do it. So again, like I'm, I'm not trying to discredit people's safety. It just the timing is suspicious to me. Yeah. That's all. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like unsurprised by it at this point. So yeah, I'm taking a look at an article from TSN right now that's done by the Canadian Press. I'm trying to see if I can pull anything else out of it offhand really quickly here. Um, 
one thing I did see though already though was that like this wasn't even communicated to the team. This was just executives get okay, we're making the decision on this. Oh, okay. So hmm. um Yeah, it's citing the you know the law in Russia again. Um bringing up, you know, what this is coming after, you know, James Reimer, Ivan Provorov, yeah. uh, the Rangers not, uh, or the Rangers opting to not wear the pride jerseys that they were originally going to wear as well. Same thing, kind of the day of, they decided not to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's something I'll, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on. See if, yeah. like, what else comes out of that tonight. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, keeping on the jersey wagon though. The uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. With well, I was going to say with less controversy, but no, actually not. <laughs> no, less less important controversy, we'll say, but yeah. still very controversial. Uh 10-year deal signed between the NHL and Fanatics. Yes, the same Fanatics that does the replica jerseys that you've probably seen get screwed up by Either firsthand or by someone you know, or just yeah. on social media or whatever, and jerseys, in just hilarious ways. T-shirts, hats, whatever they sell, probably seen it messed up one way or another. Yeah. So when when this news came out, uh, just yesterday, actually Tuesday, um, definitely a lot of people on social media uh, were, you you could say, were not uh, fanatics about it. Thank you. I was going to ask you to press that. <laughs> I, th- I I thought that was like so. F- I thought of it during a break. I was like, I'm gonna shoehorn that in so fucking hard. It's also gonna be the episode title. So, there you go. <laughs> anyways, I have nothing else to say on this topic after I got that in. So, yeah, take it away. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll give a little bit, I guess, of a outline of yeah, a couple things. Whatever questions you have, though, that maybe just the 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 person who's interested in jerseys but is not me where i spent probably you know like a tuition's worth on them or something like that easily (laughs) uh yeah feel like ask me those questions i'll do my best to uh to answer them so yeah uh there's a great article as well from uh greg wachinski on uh of espn uh to definitely go check out uh he talks with uh, Doug Mack, the CEO of uh, Fanatics uh, Commerce, and Brian Jennings, the NHL Executive Vice President of Marketing. And uh, yeah, it, it is a great article and talks about the future and that kind of thing. We're going to kind of touch on things here and there, uh, kind of just things I've done on my own, things from this article and whatnot, just to kind of give you an idea of what's going on. So uh, so back, back in 2017, uh, Adidas began to be the on-ice jersey supplier to the NHL for all 31 teams at the time. Um, After, uh, you know, a 10-year partnership with uh, with Reebok. Um, So Adidas, uh, I think this was last, this was January or February of last year. Uh, There was an announcement uh, from Greg Wachinski as well, actually. He's the one who broke the news that Adidas was not going to be renewing its deal that uh, was to expire at the end of the 23-24 season. Uh, for you know being the jersey supplier to the NHL, so a lot of speculation going on right away of okay, well, who's going to be the new supplier? Uh, a lot of people thought you know Nike um, that they seemed like an obvious choice. Uh, another one that was a heavy fan favorite was uh, CCM. They outfit you know the the AHL. They outfit 
uh, the three leagues across the CHL and many others, right? Like CCM is a very well-known hockey brand, uh, especially. And, um, you know, we're, we're owned by Reebok and Adidas at, uh, at one point as well. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of speculation of, you know, who would be the next one and that sort of thing. And one of those, uh, at the, the least liked option that was out there was fanatics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, who, uh, they, they, they do have some experience, uh, in professional, uh, on field, on ice, whatever you want to call it, uh, jerseys. Um, they do manufacture the jerseys for all the teams in, uh, in the MLB, um, just with the Nike branding on it. And same with the NFL. They do all their jerseys as well, just with Nike branding on it. So there is some experience there. Um, so Quick question. Are yeah, the, and I mean, it's probably not out yet, but have they said, or do you think that they will put the Nike logo on NHL jerseys? No, because I think this... I haven't heard anything about that, but I feel like it's not going to happen, right? Like Nike has deals with those leagues as well, right? And those, like Nike is a lot more of a prominent thing in baseball, in football, right? Uh, whereas Nike's I guess, not, yeah. not really as much with the, with the hockey game anymore. Yeah. Um, they were at one point, right? Uh, Bauer was a division of, uh, of Nike there for a while in, like mid to late 2000s. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be expecting to see Nike uh, logos on NHL jerseys, especially considering Nike does have, uh, like they are known for their their hockey jerseys, I guess, right? Like hmm. um, specifically in the, uh, in the international game, right? So all hmm. international jerseys uh, for the world championship, the Olympics, they're, they've all been done by Nike for as long as I can remember, at least. Yeah. Now, so, is Fanatics owned by Nike in some capacity? or uh, No, I believe Nike, some capacity of the Nike branding is under Fanatics or it's a partnership between oh, okay. the two. Uh, gotcha. I, I can double check that for you, though, because I was looking at that um, yesterday. Okay. Um yeah, it, it would just be weird otherwise if Fanatics made the NFL and MLB jerseys, but there was a Nike logo. If there wasn't like some sort of ownership or um, you know, like mutual partnership agreement or something like that. that yeah, exactly. Was in place. So, um, okay, that's not the page I was wanting. I know I saw it somewhere here. Yeah, because initially I thought Fanatics was part owned by or fully owned by Adidas, but that's obviously not the case. They just, it was two separate deals. Fanatics does the uh, replicas. Adidas does the authentic, well, authentic replicas or whatever yeah. the terminology is. <laughs> <laughs> um, the okay, fake I, ones and the, the more yeah. fake ones is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, okay. I'm not able to find it right. Oh, maybe is this it? Next commerce is that what we're looking for? Uh, okay, maybe not. No. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. When when I find out that answer, I'll uh, I'll let everybody know. But okay. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, a lot of speculation on to who it was going to be, and uh, yeah, Tuesday morning, uh, bright and early for the Pacific Coast for sure. Um. Actually, no. I, th- I guess even for the for the East Coast, I think it was like uh, 
like 6 30 Eastern or something like that. This announcement was made. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The NHL and fanatics uh, announced that they've yeah signed a 10 year partnership and fanatics is going to produce the on ice jerseys for the NHL starting in the 24, 25 season. Uh, in terms of the on ice stuff, I obviously had some questions. Uh, there was some mm-hmm. information, you know, that was that was given from Greg Wachinski and just some other sources as well. Uh, so Fanatics is going to operate the jerseys for at least the first while out of the uh, the same factory that uh, is currently doing the Adidas jerseys, um, and that is uh, it's SP, um, or it's the same factory as as SP as well. Um, which you can go check out their website and see that everything they've done uh, is, yeah, top of the line kind of thing and has been mm-hmm. done for years and for everybody kind of thing. Yeah. Like that is uh, the factory basically for jerseys um, and uh, based out of Quebec in, in Canada there. So uh, teams are, you know, like Fanatics is also going to hold off on any like massive changes to the jersey. They said they they might, you know, there might be like a tweak of a couple fabrics here and there, but it won't yeah. be for maybe two or three years into the deal before they're looking at uh, more overall changes. But it seems like it'll be more to like the technology behind it, not necessarily to like the look of jerseys or that sort of thing. So, which I'm, I'm happy with the, the look of, the jerseys that Adidas brought in, which Adidas doesn't own uh, the the look and that sort of thing of those jerseys mm-hmm. is something that I learned. Um, so yeah. you straight and, up and might And that's not have... to say like the branding. That's to say like, say like the striping patterns on like the, the Ducks jerseys. Like, like the, the, like the like those will stay the, the same or like the manufacturing yeah. process. Yeah, but like they would say after a few years, like, I don't know, change this to, I don't know, just like an eggplant and like the base to like more of like a jade kind of color, <laughs> just spitballing ideas here. Like that, like that's still possible or like in the, the realm of possibilities for the first few years. Right. It's just, uh, no. So that's actually to be a little bit later. Um, so fanatics is going to be asking teams, uh, not to be looking at any major redesigns for the first couple of years, just until they're established with, uh, doing these on ice jerseys uh, full time. So hmm. my question right away, and for I'm sure a few Ducks fans, my question went to the, the speculative uh, rebranding of the Ducks, right? Going back to the mighty logo is kind of the, probably the most that we'll see out of this, I think. Yeah. Um, I would be very surprised if they did go back to the eggplant and Jade at this point, to be honest with you, but yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to it at the same time. No one would. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think a lot of fans would be. So it's, it's such a unique color palette, but uh, I digress. Um, so yeah. So the, the thing for me was kind of, okay. Cause you know, we, we saw with Reebok specifically when uh, the edge program came in, uh, you had Vancouver, Washington, San Jose, Tampa Bay. Um, uh, who else? I'm missing a couple other teams as well. Um, did like major redesigns. Uh, mm-hmm. Boston was one, I guess, as well um, with their branding and whatnot. So that's five. There's there's two teams I'm missing, and I can't think of them offhand right now. Uh, uh, anyway, though, uh, we, we saw massive rebrands out of uh, out of that and new looks for jerseys pretty well across the board, except for like the original six teams, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, and uh, even with Adidas, it was a little less 
of the crazy changes, I guess. Uh, besides, you know, adding Vegas into the mix, but um, it's more just a couple like Jersey style tweaks more than, you know, full rebrands of anything, I guess. Yeah. Um, now, there's kind of two ways that if this speculative rebrand were to happen for the Ducks, uh, there's, there's two ways I could see it going. It's either going to be delayed for a few years because uh, I, I believe it was um, – I'll, I'll double check here. It was one of the two of uh, Doug Mack or Brian Jennings that was talking about how like kind of redesigns of that are that is kind of what is the main thing that delay – uh, different things, right? Just because it's mm-hmm. such a process to to go through that. Yeah. Um, so that might just get delayed until Fanatics has their feet in the water and is or like and are treading water on their own kind of thing, right? They, yeah. they understand fully what they're doing and they're they're good to go with anything new uh, that they that they and teams wish to do at that point. The other idea, and it would have to be currently happening right now. Um, otherwise, it would be a very rushed job, but you know, crazier things have happened, I guess mm-hmm. would be that we see it. What I think a lot of fans are thinking of as well next season with the 30th anniversary, right. Mm-hmm. Just happens to line up and that's not, you know, it's, it's not usual, I guess, to see a rebrand before a brand new Jersey supplier takes over. Right. Because that's a lot of product that company would be putting out that, you know, isn't something that's going to be, available for a few years kind of yeah. thing, right? Um, but a couple examples. The, the Ducks are one team that has done it before, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, before the Reebok uh, Edge jerseys back in 2007, uh, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks rebranded to the Anaheim Ducks for a singular uh, season for 2006-2007. Um, the, the only year of the word mark with the, the kind of old like the vintage boxy kind of jerseys yeah. uh, won a Stanley cup in that. And the following year we're in the Reebok edge uh, system, which they didn't change really too much of the, of the look overall kind of thing. But um, mm-hmm. it's an example there. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres was another team. They went from the goat head to uh, the buff slug uh, the year before Reebok took over and, um, and that kind of thing. So it's yeah. it's not out of the realm of possibility. And then more recently, I guess, from Reebok to Adidas, you would have had the Florida Panthers uh, rebranding to what they're wearing now. And uh, the other team was, was uh, I, I kind of forgot about this one, actually. I thought there was two years with it. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs um, hmm. went from like the, the old, like really straight uh, Maple Leaf logo. They like Matt Sundin um, hmm. to the, you know, the first year of Austin Matthews and the, and the leaf and the look of the jersey that they have now kind of thing. So yeah. it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's just a little more rare, I guess, overall. But mm-hmm. you know, if you have a team like Adidas who really over the last few years have been nailing it out of the park with their jersey designing yeah. and whatnot, like in their collaboration with teams, um, you know, if you want to set up the the next 10 years of what the Anaheim Ducks, what Trevor Zegris, what Jamie Drysdale, what Troy Terry, what John Gibson, what possibly Connor Bedard are going to be wearing for the next 10 years kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, would, it wouldn't be a bad idea to go with Adidas and work with yeah. them to, to get this out kind of for next year. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's... And, and I mean, I, I think that a lot of the teams would have a lot more of an inside scoop on uh, kind of what's going... Like they would be one of the first to know of 
uh, like the New Jersey supplier coming in slash Adidas not renewing their deal. So they would they would have a little bit of a head step on like I, I guess rebranding. Yeah, um, but also with the Ducks' thirtieth anniversary coming in, they would already be working on that kind of stuff, anyways. Yeah. So it's not like oh, oh, fuck! Like now's the time. Let's figure it out, kind of thing. It's like, okay, we we were already working on this. We already had a team put together. We were already working on designs or or whatever. So like, I don't know. I, I guess we just got to add a couple extra things for these new jerseys. And also in terms of a Ducks rebrand, are we not just taking like say? this jersey or the reverse retro jersey or the third jersey um and in the case of this home jersey that's behind me just slapping the mighty duck on it at worst maybe you take this one the the 25th anniversary and just change the colors like the ducks aren't getting wild it's not like we're doing new logo new color palette like all that kind of shit it's we're taking an old logo and the current color palette and we're just smushing it together and you know maybe we'll tweak it to make it work but like it's not like okay we're starting from scratch. Let's get ideas. What are we doing? It's here? it's definitely a design aspect of it. If the ducks were to be going off of say the reverse retro, right? Then yeah, you just have to make a, a home version of it, whether it's an orange version or a. Black we have a home version, version of it. <laughs> yeah, and if you, if you're going off of the alternate, right, which does have different striping, you know, you're you're trying to make it work on a on a white base at that point, right? Not yeah. Uh, but then again, not all home and away jerseys are the same template just with colors swapped around right Look at carolina they yeah, got Car- three very different jerseys Holy fuck, that's a whole other conversation the, for, the next step for, for them so is to thing. just have three different color palettes you do black and red yeah. for home you do like uh, I don't they already know. have two they already have two yeah. you got the hartford colors yeah there you, you go the carolina ones so <laughs> yeah so there you go like yeah. who gives a fuck about design it's, principles in carolina the, nobody it's, yeah so it's it's more the there's a lot of testing and prototyping that needs to be done, right? And these jerseys go through a lot of different variations before the final one is determined, right? Uh, yeah. It's not, you know, just like one designer uh, typically is working on this, gives like their first draft and they just go, yep, that's good, right? So like yeah. this goes through so many different iterations of even like you could have the same jersey, but try with three different collars, uh, like mm-hmm. different color styles or like just even the lace styles alone, right? Um, yeah. It goes through such a process and it, it's it's a process that usually takes about two years to do actually. So mm-hmm. say like, uh, like I know for like for for you and me, right? Uh, Calgary and Edmonton uh, are going to be playing in the Heritage Classic in October next year, right? So that's a jersey that's been being, like those jerseys have been worked on now for at least a year, year and a half, yeah. right? So, um, you know, you got to do... Uh, which some I'm kind of surprised they've even gotten through, i.e. like the Carolina Stadium Series jersey, which like in person, that looks great. Mm -hmm. But man, those numbers are hard to read on TV. I can only feel for the broadcasters who are sitting way the fuck back having to read those numbers, right? So, but Mm -hmm. they got to go through uh, like on ice testing, broadcast testing, um, you know, just if there's anything with the striping that... uh, you know, players are noticing, right? Like players have to test these things as well, uh, mm-hmm. which was an issue with the original Reebok Edge jerseys. Um, Reebok, they, they had two different versions. You you couldn't tell, but players could uh, personally. So, uh, you know, like when, uh, like San Jose had two different jerseys in the uh, like sets of home and aways in the Reebok era. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one's having the, the striping on the bottom of it. And those jerseys got tossed aside because the original way that Reebok had done the jerseys, the moisture 
uh, repelling properties were kind of doing too good. And uh, the sweat was just going into players' gloves and into their pants and that kind of thing. So they were just, it was just putting the, the sweat somewhere else instead of just like dispersed throughout your body, basically. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, just having to, to change that up a little bit and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, no, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It, it is a process. But if they're changing it for the 30th anniversary or we're planning gotta, to, they're kind of already on coming. that track if, anyways, right? Yeah, so. if, if it's happening for the 30th, like, and I, like I said, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's just not as common to do, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, they, they seem to be pushing the money like, just a little bit more, right? Like, think yeah, just since, not, the 20th, like, since the 25th anniversary, which was, what, 26? 2018, I think it was. Uh, well, 23, 24, if that's 30. Yeah. Uh, it would be 2018, 19 would be the yeah. 25th anniversary. So um, since then, there have been four different Mighty Ducks jerseys that we have seen from the Samueli owned Anaheim hockey team, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot more than we got for the entire duration before 2018. Yeah. Way more, right? So just it, it's might have been like that really slow testing of it where fans are going like, yes, we want this. Just fucking give it to us. Um, yeah. So like it, it does make a lot of sense. Like it would be the worst kept secret in the world yeah. if and um, they came out and were like, hey, Mighty Ducks for the 30th anniversary. Like, fuck it. No shit. Like, <laughs> We, we can see that, it coming from a mile away. Say, oh, absolutely. You. Say thank you. Finally, thank you for listening to us, right? Because the fans don't feel overly listened to with, in, in that sense, right? Like, yeah. for, like, you know, really the only connection that fans have to the, not even just the web duck foot, but like the word mark, I guess, which well, that was just a bad mistake in, its, in itself, I think. Uh, that's just my own opinion, though. The only connection that they have to that is, hey, we won the cup in those in 2007. But yeah. since then, it's it, it doesn't really do anything, right? Mm-hmm. It's not so much like, yeah, you get the nostalgia from the jersey itself, but it was the players. It was the executives, right, that made that happen leading up mm-hmm. to it. So like, if you think about it, if Anna, if uh, the Samuelis had waited just one more year and done the whole reband, rebrand in the, like, for... Reebok Edge coming out, the Anaheim Duck would have been the Anaheim Mighty Ducks winning the Stanley Cup, right? Yeah. It was only one year removed. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, as much as you know, it's not the the more common thing, I guess, to do. It wouldn't surprise me just with you know the 30th anniversary lining up and. The Obviously, history of not giving a shit if the new supplier is coming in the following year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. But yeah. Um, but by the by the quotes that I was reading, though, like of the we're gonna ask it, it was we're gonna ask teams to hold off on like rebrands or like any big changes. Mm-hmm. So if those were planned for in like I in, like. I guess a year or two ahead, like not not next year, mm-hmm. and those are kind of on hold now. Yeah, 
So, but I mean, is that defined as a big change though? Because, like I said, we're just taking old shit that we had and just smushing it together. It's like leftover night for the Anaheim Ducks jerseys. If you're if you're go if you're keeping one of the jerseys, then yes, it's not much of a change. But the other one still has to go through all that through all that testing and that too, right? The two year process. So, unless they've already been working on it. Or it's like, oh, we have the, because I'm just looking at it right now, we have the um, reverse retro from this year. Like, we already kind of know what works, what doesn't. We're just going to adjust the the, the striping to, like, work more with the um, alternate template, I guess. Or we're just going to take the current home jersey, or sorry, the current away jersey, slap the Mighty Duck logo that's on the third, the, I'm going to (laughs) start over because no one's going to fucking follow me here. We're going to take the the third jersey, the alternate jersey. That's now the home jersey. We're going to yeah. take the current away jersey, rip the web duck foot off, and throw it into the ocean, I guess. I was like, what's the name of the water by Anaheim? The ocean. <laughs> <laughs> the Pacific Ocean. The, the fucking Pacific Ocean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't live I don't live near the ocean, so forgive me. Um, and we're just going to and then we're just going to replace that with the reverse retro logo. Like Again, I, Please I don't, don't know. do that one though. Please don't do that one though. <laughs> what the reverse retro logo? The like the the Mighty Duck logo on like the current away jersey or the current home jersey that's behind you. Please don't do that one. No, no, no. But, no. no, but if they, I'd be did, happy with the logo coming back. But God, those the home and away jerseys suck. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no, suck. I'm not a fan. But no, no, no. But I'm saying the alternate jersey is the home. The away jersey oh, okay. is the same because those have the same striping patterns. Do they not? Like the away jersey is basically this with white, and then the alternate yeah. is this but orange, and instead of and the orange is then black. No, the alternate is right? very different. Here, give me two seconds, and I will grab it out of the closet. You okay? You, yeah, you I, talk for a second. You talk for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't picture it in my head right now. So like, I like I know that it's orange and it has the mighty duck, but in terms of like the striping, I've I couldn't fucking tell you what it is. So. The alternate jersey is based off of the socks that the team wears. Okay. Makes sense. So, yeah, yeah it's, okay. it's more it's more horizontal striping. Okay. Around okay. kind of thing. Okay, new plan. New plan. We take the current reverse retro jersey, and then we take the current alternate jersey, and instead of horizontal lines, you just you, you, we use the little chevron designs. But otherwise, it's like the same patterns. It's just instead of straight, or you just, you've got it. Yeah. bent in half and then boom you're done that's it that's all you got to do easiest rebrand ever or you just take the alternate and the reverse retro and you call it good yeah i mean you could do that too yeah you were just yeah. complaining earlier about oh how they don't match because the striping's different so i was like okay well if they got a match then oh no no, no. I, sorry i wasn't complaining about it i was just saying like that, that oh, okay. as much as it might still be the same striping you still have to go through the testing and just to make sure it like it looks good and performs oh, yeah. well that, that's what i was meaning yeah. sorry but then that's so. not defined as a major change it's a minor change we're just tweaking it you know for those that i guess just yeah. listening i'm not just making mouth noises i'm moving <laughs> my fingers from touching tips to being bent in half at like a 90 degree angle so yeah so but you still do have to change like the entire the, the manufacturing process changes right and that takes time to make sure that you're getting that as well as you can and that kind of thing no, right? you already so. have the, the template figured out you're just changing <laughs> the color of the fabric yeah. To me, to it's point. easy peasy. A, it's <laughs> it's the equivalent of opening up Microsoft Paint, hitting the little fill bucket tool, and just clicking. Like in my mind, that's as easy as it as it is, and nobody can tell me otherwise. <laughs> oh, but so. um, yeah. So I guess you know, like Fanatics has been 
in the NHL realm since 2018, right? They uh, mm-hmm. they got the, uh, the athletic pro gear at that time. So that's pretty much everything the, everything that the players wear not on the ice. So any yeah. workout gear, any hats or that kind of thing. Like every hat that you see the backup goalie wearing, that's a Fanatics hat, mm-hmm. right? Um, jackets, mean, think... anything like that. It's, it's, it's yeah. all fanatics at that point um yeah. i think the biggest thing that people were concerned about really is just like the quality control for yeah, these kind of things like we know that fanatic like fanatics has proven that they can make good quality stuff it's just oh, sorry let me rephrase that they can make stuff that is i was just going to say make stuff that's of good quality that's the same thing <laughs> they can they can do this kind of stuff their manufacturing processes can be good um it's just when they're trying not making like the the cream of the crop top tier stuff is where some of the issues start to creep in. Yeah. So I think for, in terms of the on ice stuff, I'm not worried about the quality of it because it's going to be going through the same people, the same, like I said, manufacturing, same same factory, same factory. And by the sounds of it, it's going to be the same look just with a couple of materials, maybe modified, I guess. Right. So yeah, there's not going to be too much change to the on ice for at least the first few years, right? While they figure out kind of their own version of, uh, of, yeah. of a Jersey. Right. So mm-hmm. the, the look overall kind of thing might change in like a few more years after the fact kind of thing. The question is still with that retail side, right? Mm-hmm. Because it feels like fanatic suddenly has a monopoly now on the NHL, which NHL has stressed, you know, it's not quite the case because, you know, we do still have other deals with like New Era or uh, I was going to say Mitchell and Ness, but N- Mitchell and Ness is actually owned by Fanatics. Um, yeah. And uh, they, but, like, they don't they, have they, deals with these people, but there is still China who's making, yeah. so, making like, jerseys and shipping them over. So, yeah. So, like, <laughs> there, there are other brands that are doing NHL stuff out there, right? Yeah. Like, Champi- well, like Champions is another <laughs> one. Yeah. Um, but uh and, and I mean I, like, I do, they could still yeah. come up with another deal for a retail supplier of these jerseys. Like there's nothing saying that Fanatics is the only jersey maker now. Fanatics is just and this is my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong. Fanatics is just taking over the on ice and the authentic side of things. Whereas yeah, so, so they're they're just kind of like moving up the ladder. But like, I don't know, you could still get I'm just going to pick a name. You could just like Nike or Reebok to do the, um, and again, totally just pulling the names out of my ass. Yeah, but, uh, it'll, I, I know they could still be doing like the, the cheaper versions, the, the like fan, fan versions, not the collector versions, like for you and the ones that I like to get even, but yeah. like the, you know, your hundred dollar, $150 jerseys that, um, are made out of slightly cheaper materials, but you know, at a glance and for wearing out to the bar or whatever is is kind of just what you want. Yeah, based off of history and the fact that you know Fanatics has those retail rights right now, I would be very surprised if they gave it to somebody else or if they you know did something like that. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be you know both the on ice and the off ice are going to be Fanatics, right? Um, but. Uh, and, and that's that's how it is with the NFL as well, right? So, um, yeah, like the the replicas the replica stuff is fanatics, but that still has the Nike branding on it uh, mm. for the NFL and the MLB. Um, with the NHL though, because fanatics is going to be able to put their name 
straight onto the the authentic jersey, right? Because if you look at any Fanatics NHL jerseys right now, there's not the Fanatic branding on it, like where the Adidas patch is on the uh, mm-hmm. like on the back of the shoulders kind of thing. There's nothing there on the Fanatics jerseys. Oh, okay. So that will probably be added, right? Because it's yeah. you know like like when Reebok was doing the on ice stuff and they were also doing the retail jerseys, right? Reebok was still. Uh, on the on the jerseys on the retail mm-hmm. jerseys specifically so yeah um so yeah i'm just i'm curious to see what the what happens with the retail side because you know i've, I've seen the fanatics retail baseball and i have one of the football jerseys they're mm-hmm. not that bad but like, th- like they're they're good they're good yeah the nhl jerseys though is where hockey fans have the issues mm-hmm. right so and like yeah. part of the reason like i the besides like you know the quality control i i've been pretty fortunate that fanatic stuff that i've gotten has actually been pretty good mm-hmm. right but i've you know i've seen way too many horror stories to to count kind of thing to show yeah, yeah. i i got lucky i think in these cases oh yeah so, no that's fair. um, um I, I did actually look up just while you were talking a little bit more into that fanatics and nike deal and what yeah. that's all about so um fanatics back in I think 2019, by the sounds of it. This is just from Wikipedia, so, you know, not a ton of details, but there's there's a little number with a box or a little number in square brackets beside the end of this sentence. So it's got to be legit. Uh, Fanatics announced a 10-year deal with Nike, the NFL, and the MLB that granted Fanatics the rights to design, manufacture, and distribute all Nike fan gear sold at retail for both of the leagues. So Nike, I guess, is... The, the money behind it, whereas uh, Fanatics is designing and making and then shipping out and fulfilling all of the orders for the NFL and MLB fan gear stuff. Yeah. So it's so what that says to me is Nike kind of has the final say and Fanatics kind of has to live up to Nike's quality standards, which are, is obviously very high, um, whereas in the NHL, they're just off to do their own thing. So they're just at their own standards. Exactly. Yeah. And all about money to Gary and the owners. It's all about money. Yeah. And that's one thing I said. And, and right to the away. fanatics as well. So yeah. But that's that's one thing I said like right away about the fanatics NHL deal, right? Is that fanatics has not only their foot in the door with the NHL, right? But at the same time, the NHL could have easily gone to Nike or CCM, right? Who have proven track records in hockey specifically, right? In hockey jerseys to go, hey, do you guys want this? Or, you know, get the bids from them. What it sounds like is that the NHL just offered it to Fanatics. Yeah. Which is, that, that kind of has me worried as well. A little bit. I just can, a touch. I can see that. Just yeah. a touch. Um, the, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's more that retail side that I'm yeah a little more hesitant of, especially you know looking at the NFL and MLB uh, fanatics websites, um, where you know like like fans have gotten used to the uh, quote unquote authentics like the the retail made in Indonesia jerseys, the genuine authentic on ice jerseys are like I said made in Canada, made in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm fortunate to own one of those jerseys, uh, but. Um, the authentics for the MLB and the NFL are available on the Fanatics website. You can buy them just as easily as the NHL ones right now, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the Indonesian-made ones. Those 
NFL and MLB ones, though, are going to run you about $550 currently. Oh, geez. For, for, even for the non-made in Canada? Uh, or I, is, are these the made in Canada authentic ones? Um, so now I don't know where the NF, or I guess the MLB ones would be made uh, at that same factory, actually. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, like the, if you're, if you were to get the genuine thing, it's going to run you about 550 Canadian, which is probably about, I think 400 American. If I'm, okay. I'm just off the top of my head kind of thing. Now, that's so still a this lot is like the, of money. That's still, you know, more than the 180 for the, uh, again, quote unquote, authentic. There's yeah. Adidas and fanatics mm. with the three different levels of jerseys kind of fucked this up. Again. Yeah. So the. But, the four hundred and five hundred dollar jerseys that you're talking about are equivalent to, like, basically ninety nine percent of your collection. Like all the jerseys that are hanging on the wall right now. So that, my that's under- like the NHL equivalent of. Oh, sorry, those four and five hundred dollar jerseys are the NFL equivalent to the ones hanging on your wall from the NHL that are made by Adidas. Is that no? So to to my understanding, the five hundred five hundred fifty dollar ones are the equivalent to the on ice like Adidas jerseys that the NHL is wearing right now. Gotcha. Okay. The one like the ones that I only have one of. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so those will be available, kind of thing, and then you have. The retail versions like the like the breakaway um yeah. that are your your 150 dollars canadian kind of price range um yeah. so that's where i that's the only place i have like on retail side i guess not the only place in retail but like that's one of the concerns that i have at least is that you know for people who are wanting that authentic thing again it's going to run them a lot of money again right it's going to be like the original days of uh or like the like the days of reebok kind of thing where mm-hmm. um you know, those authentic style ones ran you the 500 bucks or, or more kind of thing. So, and um, in that case though, you know, the Reebok retail ones were pretty good, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I still, I still got a bunch of Reebok ones and they still hold up kind of thing. So, but uh, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just hoping that the quality overall of the retail stuff uh, mm-hmm. from shirts and whatever, but especially the jerseys, uh, improves. So like the one big thing out of the retail fanatics jerseys that I'm asking for, I'm begging for, because this is the entire reason that I went for the Adidas, the Adidas authentic ones. And I'm shelling out 200 Canadian each four, like at full price mm-hmm. kind of thing is purely just the logos. Please don't give me the shiny mm-hmm. crap anymore. Yeah. Or like, just like the, like the stuff that folds as easy. It's tissue paper. Right. Like I understand there's kind of like a there's a bit of a technology behind it where it's like not supposed to really crease, but like I, I got some examples of like numbering on the authentic Adidas ones that are done by fanatics that say otherwise. Um yeah. take the take the technology of the Adidas uh logos, right? Which those ones don't crease, or they're not mm-hmm. supposed to, right? Um if you crease them, you really fucked it up. Basically, we'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, just put that on a Fanatics jersey, and just make sure the quality control is good. And you're mm-hmm. gonna and you're gonna make a lot of people happy that way. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. They, the the last thing I have to say, and this is where I'm gonna yeah nerd and if, out. And if, yeah, just a, and if, just a if touch, you have any but. and if you have any other questions as well that like you think other people might have, go go for it. So okay, no, I think you did a good job of explaining it. Yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah the. The only other thing I, I was going to say was 
that Fanatics right now, their job in the um, like Jersey retail marketplace is to be like the lowest cost supplier yeah. because there's the the super high end Adidas like made in Canada ones. There's the Adidas Breakaway. Is, is that what you said they were called? Uh, the the Indos like the the Indonesian authentic like okay. Which it's, is the, it's all the ones that I have behind me here. Yeah, yeah, those ones. So that that mid tier, that's kind of the affordable, high quality brand yeah. of jerseys, I guess. And then there's Fanatics, which is essentially their job is to make a jersey that the average person can buy and wear, and yeah. that leads to cutting corners, like you know, um, cheap materials like on the cresting, like you said, that shiny, shitty stuff. Um, You know, lack of quality control, upside down name bars, uh, wrong numbers, all that kind of stuff. Um, And and yeah, just generally like lower quality or like failing to heat press everything on like properly and thoroughly. So like it peels off or just even just like a a lower quality glue because it happens to be $5 less per gallon of it or, or whatever, or even less. So that's their job right now. Whereas if they own the manufacturing rights to all of the NHL jerseys, they don't have to cut those corners necessarily because they're not like necessarily competing with that mid-tier of Adidas jersey because they are that mid-tier of Adidas jersey. So um, I think in that way, they'll unless they're like super cheap bastards essentially and say, no, we're just going to take what we currently make, which is hot garbage and just increase the price to the level of what the mid tier Adidas jerseys are, which no one's going to buy them. So that's awful, an awful business decision. Like that's just not what they're going to do. They'll just increase their quality to kind of match the, as you call it, the Indo jerseys, the Adidas mid tier ones. um, And, Ideally, probably charge the same price. So the quality will improve. The materials will improve, um, ideally. And so that's... I think a lot of their quality control issues are coming from just where they are in the marketplace and what their role is and who they're trying to be. Um, But I I think that should change. If I was running the company, I would make sure that changed. And I, I would hope that somebody else would, you know, have the same sort of drive I, I guess yeah uh the only kind of rebuttal i guess i would have to that is uh let, let's take a look at like the the ea games uh for a second like the sports games right yeah uh you got the madden franchise you got the nfl or the the nhl franchise right yeah which one sells more madden 100 percent which sport is overall just more popular? Oh, football, hundred percent. So you're going to put more money into football, right? And you're going to yeah, no, exactly. Cut those yeah. corners with hockey, even if you're the official supplier of everything. What's going to sell you more? No, yeah, it is going to be the NFL. I'm not saying that they're going to, yeah. you know, because you said like the they they obviously mark up the NFL jerseys quite highly, but they also probably put a lot of effort into them. Um, whereas when it comes to the NHL ones, they're going to be, I'm just going to say they're, they're going to be better than what Fanatics is doing right now for the NHL. They're not necessarily going to be like, oh man, look at how great this jersey is. It's, it's the exact same quality, if not better than what we've given the NFL. Like, no, that's not going to happen at all. But um, 
there because Fanatics has kind of the exclusive rights with the NFL and the MLB and their retail fan stuff is good, then there's no reason why they wouldn't make it good for the NHL as well. I'm I'm hoping that's the case, but just the idea that hockey isn't the popular thing out of what fanatics really retails to specifically. That's just where I have my hesitancy on that aspect of it. So like I said, I got my, I'm hoping that those fanatics jerseys get a hell of a lot better, right? And are mm-hmm. on pair are on par with the the NFL and the MLB ones, like for the, yeah. the just like the the retail breakaway style, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and and with it, but until, no but until I actually, that mid tier jersey, they're going to have to fill that hole in the market. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. yeah. Again, it's, we've got a couple of years wait to see, but that's yeah. that's what makes business sense to me. Until so. I have one in my hands, and I can definitively tell you, at least my opinion, that it's mm-hmm. better than what or, or we've at least seen for the, for the, oh at better least than like, Fanatics. yeah, yeah like then better than what Fanatics has put out for the last few years. Until I have that in my hands, and I can tell you that. I'm going to be hesitant about it on the retail side. Like I said, on ice with what we, with what we know about it, I'm not as, I'm not as worried as I was for a split second there. Um, The retail side though is still what really concerns me. Yeah. So no, that's fair. Still not a fanatics. So it's, uh, (laughs) I I get it. I I get it. (laughs) I own Uh. one fanatics Jersey and it is the first reverse retro for the ducks. And it's only because uh, Wild Wing jumping out of the ice on it was going to be sublimated on the Adidas jersey anyway. That's the and, only and, reason. And the authentic, or uh, the not authentic, but the Adidas version was way too, way, way out of the price range. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say it was sold out actually at that point. Well, yeah, sold out. <laughs> I, I didn't sold get my hands out, and on then it. Then way out of the price range. Yeah, it was yeah. sold out because you didn't buy it within the first hour of it being live, and then Basically. after that, it was like six hundred dollars. So <laughs> for a blank. So yeah. Uh, okay, we've got a couple things to uh, finish up here with the episode very quickly. Just yeah. upcoming games, Gulls update, and a uh, short what's quacking if it's what I think it is. Uh, so we, let's talk. You know, actually, maybe just for the time, just for the sake of time, we can leave uh, what's quacking this week. So we, we did a oh, lot sure. of Jersey talk. So I, I kind of yeah. shared my piece, I guess, that way. Uh, yep. Really quickly, Sounds though, good. as well, um, maybe I'm jumping the gun on like the very end of the episode. If you have any other questions or you just want to talk about like the fanatic stuff the jersey stuff overall feel free to shoot me a message on twitter at tate namas i that is my thing uh if you've been on this show i've been listening to this for a while you know that i have contributed to you know like aesthetics and that kind of thing and you've you, you've seen parts of the collection at least on uh, on this I, it'd be fun to do like a full breakdown of all the jerseys in my collection but at the same time I, i'm only eight teams away from the 30 Two, so like I kind of want to wait until then. Yeah, but, which is uh, fair. Yeah, if, just, if there's uh, enough people kind of curious, then mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go for it. So yeah, but yeah, uh, feel free to just, shoot me a message. What, if you have any other questions? Or just want to talk about it. One thing I'll caution people about though is uh, don't give him your phone number or he won't <laughs> leave you alone. He'll be FaceTiming you. Look at this jersey. Send in your pictures. Look at this. Like <laughs> be nonstop. Yeah, you'll rack up your phone bill. <laughs> no, I won't do that. I won't. Yeah, do Yeah, no, that. that's what he's got me for. <laughs> my, Which you haven't, you uh, my, haven't done, but it. my my good friends though know that uh, I unintentionally, uh, uh, I, I I unintentionally live vicariously through them getting jerseys yeah. when I'm not able to right that second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, the upcoming game, 
or first upcoming game, I guess, that we have is against the Winnipeg Jets, 7 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday. Uh, it'll be another home game for the Ducks game. I lost count of which, uh, game six of this eight-game homestand. Uh, we have played Winnipeg twice already, twice this season, and I forget how those games went, but uh, oh, I got two Winnipeg and five okay. to Winnipeg. Oh, there you sorry. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, given the trend, I'm just going to go right ahead and say, oh, I'm not even sharing, but, you know, three goals <laughs> against, then five goals against. I think now we see seven goals against. So I'm just going to steal the 7-2 Winnipeg win. That's my guess. Uh, I'm going to agree with the two goals for Anaheim, but I'm going to go four for Winnipeg. Um, okay. Which, by the way, the Winnipeg Jets, 5-4-1 and one in their last 10 games. Uh, and okay. on the road, they're 18-17-1, currently holding on to the second wildcard spot right now with 83 points in 72 games. Um, and Nashville is where behind them? Uh, 69 games played. Nice. So three games nice. in hand uh, at 78 points. So five points back, three games in hand. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that so can, potential six be points there yeah, yeah. That, to make up. Yeah, so so, so yeah, is it, so I, I followed the trend and went three, five, seven, and you split the difference and went three, five, and right in the middle, four. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, one of us will get it then. I, I have faith that one of us will get it because math. Watch Anaheim win it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Anaheim wins it like five nothing or something stupid like that. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, and uh, St. Louis is... Kyle Connor has 73 points? Yeah, dude, he's been nuts this year. I knew he was going good, but holy shit. Is he at 40 goals yet? He's got to be close. Why won't you let me tap Kyle Connor's name? Let me tap his name. Tap that Kyle Connor. Why won't you let me? I'm assuming he's leading the team with that. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh... No, he's only at 27 goals. Oh, really? Man, he's yeah. definitely way more of a 40, goal scorer. Jeez. 46 assists on the season. Oh, wow. Huh. 70, 73 points in 72 games. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Nice. De- de- definitely pass first this season, I guess, for Kyle Connor. But yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. And then the next upcoming game after Mark that is, at 38 uh, goals. Gotcha. He's the goal scorer there. Uh, Saturday. The St. Louis Blues will be visiting for the seventh game of the eight-game homestand. 7.30 Pacific time is the puck drop for that. Uh, St. Louis selling off at the deadline. They are not making the playoffs this year as well, but also not going to be um, in the Bedard sweepstakes necessarily. Not not the highest results anyways. Yeah, 68 points in 70 games there. 5-4-1 in their last 10, but uh, on the road, 16-17-1. Actually, yeah. at home, they have a losing record as well, 15-16-5. Okay. Um, yeah, the Blues, we've played twice this season on uh, back-to-back nights early on in the season. I believe that was in November sometime. Uh, Maybe late October. Confirm that. Uh, yeah, November. Remember? Yeah. Um, first one was a 6-2 loss followed by a 3-1 loss for the Ducks. So, again, not looking good there. But, uh, yeah, do you have a prediction for this one? Uh, I predict that John Gibson and Lucas Dostal are going to uh, 
unfortunately sustain just minor injuries, but it's going to be enough to keep them out of this game in particular. And uh, emergency call-up or emergency backup, uh, Nate Thomas is going to be on the ice. Jordan Bennington at the other end. I'm going to go for a tilly. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? What? <laughs> Injuries? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, Bennington will be back at that point for sure from his uh, his two-game suspension. So. Oh, right. He had that, yeah. Oh, but... Um, no, I'm... Uh, what are they in their last 10 again? What did I say? I don't remember. Like Five, four, four and, and six one. or something. Five, four, and one. Five, four, and one. Yeah, this like this St. Louis team is still a good team. Should theoretically beat the Ducks, but I'm gonna go. I don't know. I I got. I just got a feeling on this one. I'm gonna go Ducks. I'm gonna go three, Uh-oh. two Ducks on this one. Three, two Ducks. I like it. I like it. Actually, um, sorry. No, I'm gonna change that. Okay. I feel like Bennington's gonna be a net. I'm gonna go five, two. Nice. Love it. <laughs> uh, and that's where we're gonna see that's where we're gonna see Bennington go off because it seems like four or five is when he he, he needs to do it for himself, you know, just to get yeah. into that spot is apparently why he pulls the shit that he does. Yeah. It gets you to that spot and gets you off the ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it doesn't really do much for you at that point, does it, Jordan? I'm gonna say Three one for this one. I think it's a pretty slow, quiet game. Um, like decent enough defensively for the Ducks, um, and because a fight is what we want to see, I I just know we're going to be let down. So there's not going to be enough for Bennington to get all pissy. So yeah, I'm going to say three one, Anaheim in this one. There you go. We got, so we got uh, Way jumping in. Yeah, nice. we got Way in the chat there. And uh, this is a little while ago. I apologize for this, but we also had uh, Lucas join the chat, though. Hmm. Uh, I did pull it up, but I didn't want to interrupt you because I could tell yeah. you were <laughs> enjoying yourself. So, it's going, so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, good to see everybody in the chat. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay. Uh, last thing we've got here, if we're going to skip what's quacking, is. San Diego Gulls update. I thought you like pressed it again. That does go for a while. <laughs> it, it's absurdly long and I love it. It's it's great. <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind it actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the last time we checked in with the San Diego Gulls, they were on a four game win streak and I, it's not happening anymore. We're on a three game yeah. losing streak now. Yeah. What else is new? <laughs> Oh, so yeah, first game against the Iowa Wild there was a 6-2 loss. Uh, The next day, the Gulls were in Coachella Valley uh, to face off against the Firebirds where they lost 8-4. Turned back around to go back to San Diego to play Iowa again, who was just waiting around for them to lose 3-4 in a shootout. The first time that the San Diego Gulls have lost in a shootout this year as well. So we get an extra number oh, yeah. to add to the record. Nice. Uh, which is now 1941 one and one. Beautiful. It's kind of uh, impressive that they've yeah. went this long actually. Yeah. Without a shootout loss. Because they've played in the shootout. They just haven't lost. Like it hasn't been a lot because usually they mm. don't get there, I don't think. Yeah. I, I, I don't know <laughs> not, for sure. Not too often. <laughs> not too yeah. often. But uh yeah so coming up this week they got uh 
back-to-back games with with a day in between. But uh, yeah, two games against uh, the Calgary Wranglers up here in Alberta. Uh, And then a game next Wednesday. uh, They'll be back in San Diego to face off against the Tucson Roadrunners. Nice. So uh, your top five players uh, coming out of this week. Uh, In fifth spot, you got Braden Tracy with 27 points in 57 games. Uh, In fourth, you got Bo Grew with 31 points. Uh, fourth spot, you got Michael Delzato at 35 points. Uh, number three, Dylan Sakura with 37. And and first spot there, Nicholas Brouillard at 38 points in 62 games for the goals this season. Uh, your goaltending numbers, you got uh, Ole Eriksson Ek, who has appeared in 19 games now. Uh, 492 goals against average and an 847 uh, save percentage there. Uh, and then you got Gage Alexander, the young guy there, uh, with 11 games under his belt now. So it looks like Erickson X has kind of been the backup, mm-hmm. no matter who's in San Diego uh, with him. Yeah, which um, I mean, why not play the young guy and see what yeah. he can do at the AHL level? So, But uh, yeah, Alexander now, uh, 11 games under his belt, a 267 goals against average, and a 908 save percentage with a shutout in his back pocket there. So Nice. Yeah, that's cool. what we get. That's what's cool. going right now. So, and um, I guess that's the episode as well. So, yeah, that's all. Yeah, um, I, I guess yeah. Once again, if uh, people want to talk more jerseys, um, it, or if you have any any questions, something wasn't quite clear, then uh, at Tate Namas, T A T E T E N H O M A S, is uh, that guy over there? His handle. Yeah. Always happy to talk jerseys. Um, if you, uh, if you don't feel like giving him a follow because there's just way too much Flames content and you're still bitter about that loss um, and, and the last six that have happened at Honda Center since that. Honestly, started. the Flames content has even loosened up. That's just true, with, yeah. With, with how their season's going even, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just vibing. If they win, sweet. If they lose, fucking Daryl Sutter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, can, can commiserate on uh, shitty coaches. Um yeah. That's the one thing that we have in common, Ducks and Flames fans. So, yeah. yeah. But um, you, you know, he's he's also the the man behind the uh, uh, Quack Report Twitter account at Quack Report Pod um, is where you can follow the show if you're not already. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, same handle. We're on all of those platforms there. And uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Carter underscore Potts P O T T S underscore ninety seven. Did I miss anything? Uh, I, I know you said Facebook, but just in case Facebook is a new thing for us. So if you're not following us there, be sure to go give it a follow at quack report pod. Yeah. Um, and at hockey pod net is the network. One more time. Uh, the DraftKings code is THPN at sign up. And uh, yeah, thank you guys very much for tuning in to another episode. We will be back on Monday and go ducks. Go. Go ducks. 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 Go 